Hey, I'm Pat B. And I am Adam Willis. And you are listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Mm-hmm. Yo, Adam, take it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. Over there choking on his lines. I'm looking at course. <laughs> Come on, rabbit. Come on, Come rabbit. On. And my homeboy, DJ Freshy Fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about, of, course, of course, I'm talking about Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How you doing, Pat, man? You look a little down today. I'm, wor- I'm worried about you. Me too, man. man. We all like worried about you. I'm, I'm a little worried about you. I'm not going to you know, divulge your, your personal business. But I'm hoping you're all right, man. Yeah, I feel this leader, man. We, we worried about you, man. Mm. Ah, I mean, you know what? Cats have bad days and good days and yeah. bad days and worse mm. days. Yeah, yeah. Mm. days and days where you kind of want to take out everybody in the room. Yeah, man. I, Johnny. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, Get the door, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? This is just one of those where it's just like I kind of need to isolate myself from no. the world. And that would have been the proper thing to do, except I had a show to put on. It's a good thing you have broadcast live all over the world. Yeah, um, yeah, everyone's due, man. I hear you. Everyone is, is due for one of these bad ones. I'm, I'm sorry it, it's happened to you, though. Nah, I really okay, am. Man. Diagnosed with a preprism. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, in the house, of course, look across the table at my man, J.M. the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace, man. Glad to be here. It's just awesome to be with y'all tonight, man. Love yeah, it, man. as always. Mm-hmm. Two weeks in a row, son. Yeah. Making it happen. Right around the holidays, too. For real. This is supposed to be the busiest time of the year. Well, yeah. We honestly brought you back just so you could bless the meal. And really <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> this, this, this meal, this meal the of PBR. Co- the vegan cookies we usually get. <laughs> right. hey, the serious. PBR sent from two shows ago with this car- crappy eggnog latte I got. Uh, Amen. Oh. Amen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And of course, the uh, the man looking very technical and fiddling with dials and all types of stuff, looking very official and proper. And I'm talking, of course, about just Johnny. Yep. That guy right there. How you doing? I um, I'm causing problems all over the place. It's great. Yeah. Consummate troublemaker. Yeah, there's chaos everywhere. Nobody forget the name. Well, it's what I like to bathe in every night. You bathe in trouble? Yeah, uh, trouble in blood. It helps it helps keep the, the youthful complexion. The pores clean, yeah. No, 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 no comment, because uh, I, 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 I want to say yes, you do look. <laughs> you have uh, you have enough problems vibrant. today. Yeah, you need that. You don't need that. <laughs> well, God, hey, what you mean? I look young, staggy, stab with a pitchfork on the way out. Well, glad, you, glad you're on our side. That's all <laughs> I'm say. Of course, I look at the booth, man. DJ Herbie Herb. Herbie Herb. Sending all great vibes to you, bro. I appreciate all it. Right. Man. I appreciate it. You know, I like that about W. Man, hell, Pat, man, I'm done with it. Yo, cats are down. People have your back. That's right. What's up? Ow. And then when you're not looking, they give you the finger. <laughs> That's right. I, saw, I saw you last week. I watched the Twitch stream. I'll order you an Uber sometime. Yeah, I got you. No, Uber can sit and spin. Man. I Anyways, um, to anyone who's watching us or who's uh, watching us as opposed to hearing us, um, we are broadcasting live on Twitch. And to those that aren't, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. Or you can also hear us on wemfradio.com. Well, live. Are you about to do that precarious thing? Yo, Johnny's playing like Batman in the background. It's a little perfect dark. Time hey, to we, do we, it. I mean, he Spider-Man got to because I mean, it, really? the joint's dark. I mean, I'm looking at it like it's, it's wicked dark. Oh, we're, yeah. So Johnny trying to make it happen. Look at his dedication. Yo, mm. there was a lamp in the next room. We can bring in with, 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 with <laughs> so little of this like death defiance going on. This man, anyone who's not watching, is standing over. Oh, yeah, it's, oh yeah, for him, absolutely a huge improvement for him. Yeah. yeah. Or All maybe right, just cool. next time a little planning. Well, yeah. I, I can't be like clown, Count Blackie Little B in the corner. It's like, you know, do we have a... Scream, Blackie Little B. You're getting blacker. Ah, 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 
it's getting darker and blacker. <laughs> like, what do we have on? What do we have on the horn tonight? Tonight we have nigger. What? What? Oh, what? oh god! Oh god! No! Why you say that? I can't laugh at that. I'm darkness, everybody! Darkness! Darkness! That's what, that's what I do. Uh, I do. I do it solely to make Herb uncomfortable. How you doing? I'm there. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> All right. All right. You know, we do have a special show for you. Um, we got news we're going to jump into. Just, mm-hmm. I got to get through some of this stuff, man. Yeah, we got news. news. Yeah. Uh, 2016 uh, strikes again. Jump right into it. Florence Henderson, the latest yep. victim of, the, of this, uh, this yep. annual curse we got going on here. But Florence mm. Henderson, anyone who doesn't know, um, was the matriarch on the uh, Brady Bunch. Yeah. Classic so if you, if you don't know her, obviously, you're, you're very young. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, those shows syndicated forever. Forever. Yeah. I'm saying that's why like everyone should know who she is. If you don't, yes. you know, you're. I mean, it's either Florence Henderson or old girl who played Alice. Like those are the people you really need to know. Uh, Everybody and, else is kind of like. And B. Davis. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Florence Henderson, oh, the original boner inspiration. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And B. Davis. Yeah, for mm. real. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. No, Florence Henderson was dude. That was that was just like the classic milf yeah. growing up. There was were you, um, uh, were you a fan of the bunch? and I, I mean it, I mean that in all in all due respect. Yeah. Like R.I.P. Uh, no disrespect. Yeah. R.I. Okay. R.I.P. You, flaccid. You were a fan of the bunch though. Um, I was dude. Yeah, yeah. And the thing really? is, uh, what, oh, the dude, bunch. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. And I, I didn't get into like the music and such. I'm talking like as a sitcom. And you know, right. and, and, I think the music is more Partridge like Family, nice wasn't it? Then they have the band. The nah, family you got to keep on, keep on, <laughs> keep on, keep on. You know, you can't remix that. You know what? That's, that's the Brady Bunch. You, you know that's, what that's was a very underrated '90s movie? It was the Brady Bunch movie. I actually because saw it. Wait, it was very, very, very self-aware of like how tacky it was, and it was trying mm-hmm. to do this. So, it, like, it put the Brady Bunch with the the corny songs and like the '70s uh, uh, gear, and they put it in like grunge Seattle in the '90s mm-hmm. with like you know the the flannel. <laughs> And all, the waste and all that yeah. stuff and like collective soul yeah absolutely yeah. so it drops them it drops them right into that and it's just so funny it's, it's it, was, it, it was it was hilarious it was a really good movie like I said very self aware it, it was in on the joke and it, it was it had a good time it was like kind of like a 21 Jump Street before you know what I mean yeah, I like re, re, relaunching a, a a movie about a show but like I think there was cameos in that too yeah yep uh, mm-hmm. was Henderson in that she she did a cameo I I think so I want to say yeah but I I can't I. I can't be 100% sure I with that. I, mean, I, I know the, uh, the, the um, Alice. Alice. That the actress played Alice on the original Brady and Bunch, wasn't it? She was the, uh, mm. yeah, mm. she was the, uh, <laughs> she they, was the uh, truck driver in that nobody movie. Nobody wore those, uh, those, uh, those hospital shoes. Yes. Yeah. I just was like, that, that apron. In that movie, there's like, have a, like 10 pounds of red meat. He's like, are you still giving him red meat? He's like, of course I am. I have growing family. It's the best thing for you. <laughs> it's like, it's just so good. Oh, man. See, I miss that. That's a happy memory for me. You know, yeah. like this, take, this takes me back. And the whole thing was, these are the shows we grew up with when we were young. So, you yeah. know, they're going to yeah. have an effect on you because this is what you saw before we got jaded, before we got bitter, before we got like, well, you know, that's cornball stuff. We yeah. flipped it with Beavis and well, Before the room. golden was... age of television we're uh, allegedly living in now, but there's so much TV. Everyone's pulled in uh, different ways. I'm Jeez. sure you guys get the same stuff too, where it's just like, oh, you got to watch this show every day. I get that for about like 15 people. Me too. You know what I mean? There's so much TV. I got a life, So bro. much TV out there. Yeah, it's like I can't watch. 
like six seasons of TV, you know what I mean? It, it, like thing, they throw it that all fast. at you at once. It's just right. like if if one more month if yeah. recommends My Little Pony, Friendship <laughs> is Magic. I'm a grown ass <laughs> man. You start hanging right. out with different crowds. Sitting there, no, you gotta understand the you're relationship between them. You ain't a brony. You. you ain't a brony. Man, nah. don't 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 play. Don't 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 get hurt. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, just asking. I'm telling. Don't don't preach out a window, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not a brony. Um, I respect anyone's right to their the entertainment they enjoy. But mm-hmm. don't try to like force it on other people, man. Right. Gotcha. All right, but that that has nothing to do with um with Florence Henderson. She actually did a lot of stuff outside of the Brady Bunch. Not all mm-hmm. of it's stellar. I'm like uh, one thing. <laughs> well, I, who I, can I, say that? Nobody's out. careers. Yeah, uh, you know. I don't know. Um, David Hasselhoff somehow made even the bad things extra special because of his involvement. Yeah, the Hoff is special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, a video. <laughs> I know how you feel about that. Like, yeah. Popular. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, those, those, those. It's just that. What else? What, 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 what else did she do that, that that was big though? What, what else? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, nothing big. That's the thing. People know her from the Brady Bunch and yeah. from doing these side roles and guest roles and then Brady Bunch spinoffs. Yeah, how can you do anything bigger than the Bunch too? That show was huge. It was. That show was. That show was like a deal. Deal with the devil. Huge. Yeah, that, it, that, it really was, man. I'm not gonna front. I mean, I wasn't a. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the bunch. Mm-hmm. I never cared. I might have watched maybe two or three episodes of the bunch, but I can't front. It, it was everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was lightning in a bottle, man. Mm-hmm. Like just the whole. I mean, the concept is hokey as all hell when you think about it. But <laughs> like. Three boys and three girls, and they're all blonde-headed girls and all brown-headed boys. Tacky music, yeah, it's tacky music with, like you said, with Alice rocking the apron in the hospital shoes. uh, When I heard the story too, I forget over that stove, man. I forget the actor. Alice, you got there roast? Yeah, go ahead, baste it. You a best. I forget the actor who played uh, the father, um, but I guess he was like uh, the story I hear is he was uh, like a classically trained actor, you know what I mean, of of stage and screen, and he was like just so overqualified for that role that was just so like narrow in scope, you know what I mean? He had to be this one guy, but he was like, you know, I, I got to pay the bills, so like he lived his whole life basically, and that's the role he's known for. But at the same time, he should be, you know. You know, reading Shakespeare on a you know, on a stage well, somewhere, that's a, being that's, that's like, he's also being highly like, respected, but this is what he got. He like got, he's also with Kenneth Branagh, you know, just like this dude, right. like this dude's right. like legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're known and as you direct, Dad Brady. You, you know? direct Thor, you know. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a double-edged sword because you would achieve that level of fame that you want as an actor, but you're not going for like you're not getting it for the Shakespearean. You know, well, you're I not just picture like yeah. of, you're not Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I picture you know, the pretension, yeah. the pretension, the pretentious actor like sitting there. It's like I should be somewhere else reading Beckett. You know, but like, <laughs> well, the least like, I can, the, the, not even the least, the most I can say for that is this was a paying acting gig. When even with all that training, yeah. you know, Cat still had student loans to pay back. You know, just like yeah. all of us. And the role they <laughs> yeah, take, sure, yeah. they take like the roles like that are offered them. That's why a lot of the um just to touch on um nineteen like classic porn seventies porn real quick a lot of those people just back when they did <laughs> like, well, like the well, transition well, here go well, ahead well, B. <laughs> well no this is part of it, it's along the same lines just because um went back when they did film and stuff and had scripts those were actors who couldn't get work and got desperate enough to figure any acting paycheck is an acting paycheck. Yeah, you know, even if I'm, um, you know, going. You're still all doing this way. something. You. I mean, you still yeah. got a line credit. I, I, I can see that. I can yeah. See that. So this dude, this was a role that got him paid without him having to take, take his pants off. You know. So he could have yeah. been Dirk Diggler, or, or Daddy Brady. <laughs> but he, exactly. he chose Daddy Brady. Chess Rockwell. Yeah. And, <laughs> and which one is alive today? Damn. Damn. I didn't mean to <laughs> say that problem, because. <laughs> all right. Well, the story. Back, where, back to the passed away actress we're talking about. Yeah. The, <laughs> the story we're talking about is Florence Henderson, an actress, the actress who played um, the iconic mm-hmm. Carol Brady on the uh, 1970s, um, well, 1960s 
to 70s sitcom. Uh, the Brady Bunch uh, passed away just recently. Mm. Um, mm. Now, she played this in the initial TV run, like I mentioned, and in all the spinoffs. So when they started recasting people, she was one of the ones that maintained throughout the whole um, throughout the whole series. And it was it Shelley Long that did the movie? Yeah. Shelley Long. Yeah. Because she didn't do much after... Uh... She uh, after, after, Cheers. after Cheers too. She, she did. She, she, she did, did the Money Pit. She did the Money Pit yeah. with uh, Tom Hanks, and then she did. She did something else that was like horrible. There was some movie like, with Larry Miller where she operated a sperm bank. It was. It was. Uh, I saw uh, it on a TNA yeah. matinee. That's the pre- level of prestige we're talking here. <laughs> TNA matinee. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> all right, but no. Most recently, um, uh, Henderson, Florence Henderson, was seen uh, on Dancing with the Stars. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I yeah. guess I'm not paying attention. Well, a couple stuff, times but... she was on in 2010. But um, Maureen McCormick, who played a daughter on The Brady Bunch, was on uh, just recently, just this past season. And uh, Henderson appeared there to support her. Uh-huh. So, you know, so she's been, she's like, people have she seen up. her. She shows, you know, she was she in shows a up. Smash Mouth video, which isn't like high praise, <laughs> but they did, they did a making of documentary. Which one? Which one? Oh, um, I don't know. It's the one where they're, it's set in a, in, uh, in a motel. And for some reason, the dude, the lead singer, is just like kicking in doors. And yeah, inside each one, there's like a weird thing. He kicks in one door. There's Florence Henderson dressed as a nun with some dude on a leash. <laughs> and the dude's like trying to feed a goat or something like that, man. They Nin- went like nth degree. Late 90s stuff was weird, bro. This was like 2005 or something, man. Who was this again? Really? Uh, Florence Henderson. No, no. What the video was again? Oh, Smash Mouth. Which one? I don't know the song. I'm not a Smash Mouth fan. I remember the making well, actually, of. I am. Forget you. Well, <laughs> sorry, that? brother. No, I like Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah no, we'll, no accounting for taste. Hey, but um, uh, it's it's in, in the video they're in a motel. <laughs> okay. All right, and the dude's going into different you know, this, motel this, this, rooms. This, this, this what Google's are for. Florence yeah, Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Look at look it up and embarrass yourself. All right, <laughs> so go ahead. Um, all right, so uh, Henderson was survived by four kids and five grandchildren. Um, now she suffered heart failure actually on Thanksgiving Day. That's one of the sad. Oh parts wow, damn. Yeah. Oh man, that's mm. sad. Yeah, well, she was surrounded by uh, family and friends. Yeah, but not in like a. You know, yeah, that's bummer, man. That's no. There, there's no know. silver lining here. The only thing we can say is, at the very least, you know, she wasn't alone. You're right. And, I guess. and people that loved her were able to say goodbye. Yeah, man. That's mm-hmm. like just picturing, you know what I mean? Like how that holiday is going to mean for everybody for the rest of their lives. Yeah, dude. You know what Sometimes. I mean? I'm seeing mean, stuff James like Brown that. James Brown passed away on Christmas Day. Who's that? You know, James Brown passed away on Christmas right. Day. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a sad Christmas, boy. Mm. Sad Christmas. Well, so we're, not, we're not out of the woods yet. So Florence Henderson was uh, 82 years old. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, and um, probably more uh, uh, well known to our geek audiences. Emmy-nominated actor Ron Glass, uh, known for playing, um, uh, well, known for roles in Barney Miller, known for roles yeah. most recently on mm-hmm. Firefly, uh, passed away at age 71. Yeah, definitely known mm-hmm. for Barney Miller. He was in uh, probably a, a close to 200 episodes of that show. And yeah, yeah. It was on mm-hmm. for a while. But uh, he did a lot of TV work, too. A ton of TV uh, work. So, he like, kind of, like, you know, just bit parts of, like, the one-off, you know, episode things. I know you mm-hmm. saw, like, he was on, like, Friends, you know what I mean? As, like, a doctor or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Black he's guy. got a lot of... Yeah. He was so he got a lot of, like... Safe black guy, you said? Safe black guy, yeah. Black he, guy. he was safe black guy. He yeah, was well, that guy. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Yeah, he was yeah, safe yeah. black guy. He had, that, he had that voice. So I didn't know his name was Ron. I assumed it was Trevor. <laughs> you know, he was one, he was one of those dudes. Bright and stuff. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you know what? I always thought this dude was corny, and then I saw him in Shepherd Book, and I'm like, okay, not everything he does comes across that way. But because mm-hmm. it'd be, they'd cast him on sitcoms like Amen, where he's the guy looking to take. Oh, I'm going to close down the church and open up. A, yes. you know, a, and it'd be like um, uh, the Jeffersons. You know, I'm going to close down the dry cleaner and open up a you know, um, for, uh, fresh, fresh Prince. Um, I'm going to. 
Um, I'm going to disbar your uncle and make him a dry cleaner. I don't, I don't yeah. know. What but, but either way, he's he, consistent he would, through his career. He would, he would play the um, antagonist black guy who's going to ruin everybody's fun. Yo, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it brought That's in like this, the, the contrived character to bring in to cause conflict and, <laughs> exactly. and never see him again. Yeah. But yeah. he was. Family yeah. grows closer together after the conflict. Mm. Yeah. Which was kind of weird because I saw those, well, I mean, being of the generation I was, I saw those before. Uh, going back and watching uh, ep- uh, uh, episodes of Barney Miller on TV Land. See, I never watched like, Barney Miller either. Neither Neither Barney Miller. I, I watched Barney Miller. Doom. 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 It was like the funkiest theme song for the whitest show ever. It should, it should have been like the Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. So it was, a, it was the blackest theme song. Yeah. Yo, it was all bass for it. It's like, it's like you hear that Sanford and Son uh, saxophone. Bum, yes. Bum, 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 and then the Partridge family comes on. <laughs> you know, so it's, also, so it's like the most random, like you never, you never expect it because Barney Mill is about, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a station full of white cops mm-hmm. who were basically more, um, concerned with their own private lives. Some of them have like alternate careers and they're, and they're cops just like some people have like delivery jobs while they pursue acting. I like, acting, I like, the, like that, you the, know? the old show is based on like jobs, like, you know, like taxi. You know what I mean? It's just like we're all just <laughs> hanging around one area. Night court, because we're at court. Yeah, you know? yeah. night court, Nights. like this. You know, Arnie Miller was one of those. With the cops, yep. yeah. And I, I saw, and I night knew Ron Glass. Though. I knew mm-hmm. Ron Glass mm-hmm. as this dude who couldn't give a uh, couldn't give a black man a break. You know, on two two seven, I'm closing down the apartment building <laughs> to open up a mini mall or something. And <laughs> uh, because was, because, was Bre- he, because was, Brenda didn't do her homework, was, it, was he the restaurant down. manager when the old girl could do the math? Where, where register broke? Was that him? <laughs> you know that episode? No, nah, no. Nah, on, fa- on Family Matters, he's the one that came. I'm closing down on Rachel's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Aunt Rachel gives me a date. <laughs> you ever see the uh, the Key and Peele the, uh, the the skit they do on Family Matters? Wait, he pretends to be yeah. a resi- uh, 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 Vel, Vel Johnson. He, Original Vel Johnson. Yeah, he, he played really? tends to be. Mm-hmm. I did more coke than you weigh, mother. <laughs> it's so. Good. I need to check that. Out. I'm a serious it was, actor. It was that was that was kind of raw. That one took like we're a, supposed uh, to be like a that one took like a training day turn like a blue collar Cosby show. Yeah. Like Urkel was like ah oh, gee cheese and once the camera went off man didn't I tell you don't fuck me I'm yeah no but he's got like mind control yeah That's yeah he's, he's, like, he's like I want you to know who runs this like, yeah we can't we can't stop the machine puts the yeah puts the puts the wrong kind of spin on taking it. over yeah it's fine all right well wrong glasses uh credits <laughs> oh sorry Johnny uh wrong glasses credits uh cover numerous television shows and films and you mentioned he was on Friends he was on Star Trek Voyager designing women um more recently episode the CSI uh original recipe CSI uh, Agents of Shield, um, which you know, huh. Agents of Shield. Yeah. I watch Agents. Okay, Agents of Shield just picked up. It's one of dramatic. those things, you know. What I mean? You watch Agents. I heard it was awesome. It got awesome. It's in the it queue. Didn't start but... out that way. So just a heads up. Fair enough. But, I mean, I'm probably not gonna go back and watch. I'm not gonna lie. Well, Glass. No, it's okay, man. It's it's it. You know, it's one of those things. You caught the wave, or you just gotta let it go. I'm about to let it go. Yep. But Glass was on there. He um brought nice. his flavor to it, and he did find a um a loyal audience playing. Uh, now I did write. I did get down the full name, Daryl Book. I watched every episode of Firefly. I've seen mm-hmm. Serenity more times than I can count. Mm-hmm. I don't ever recall hearing this dude's first name. <laughs> so that's like that's like that's like that's some stuff. These cats went like the expanded universe novelizations for this. But Daryl Book, the spiritual um, shepherd with a cloudy past, uh, in the 2002 um, sitcom, well, sitcom, excuse me, uh, 2002 um, sci-fi series mm-hmm. uh, Firefly, and then later on in the movie um, Serenity. So mm-hmm. he passed away, uh, according to his agent. Um, according to his agent, 
it was uh, respiratory failure. Mm. So he passed away uh, just after Thanksgiving it's a tough way to at his home in L.A. So he was 71 years old. Rest in peace, sir. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, we have one more news story. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're kind of, uh, I don't want to shortchange our reviews. No. Nah. But this one just kind of needs to, Anthony Michael Hall, no? Nah? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Anthony Michael, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> fun. Anthony guy. Michael Hall of National Lampoon's Vacation fame. One of Mike Tyson's yeah. closest friends, apparently. No Yeah, it was Random, random. Mike Tyson credits him to helping yeah. him become a star but and he help was... him work his way through as a young act, as a yeah. young champion because Michael Hall was huge. Michael Hall's like a year older than Tyson. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, man, you know, he he's one guy who I credit with helping me try to learn initially how to deal with the fame. Well, and of course, when they friendship kind of went different ways because, you know, Mike blew up as a boxer. Yeah. Michael Hall just kind of, you know, veered off into whatever he was doing at the time. No, I can understand that if he, off, if he, he had yeah, active. That was like his man. Right. Anthony Michael Hall had, had, mm-hmm. uh, had some trouble when he was, because he was, he was typecast. He was the geek. He was he in was. all John Hughes it's movies. Some. He was the geek. And then all of a sudden, he like gained a bunch of weight. And yeah. people accused yeah. him of doing steroids. He did that movie, Johnny Be Good. Be good. I'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Downey Jr. was in that as well. Mm-hmm. And he was like the people football we saw this dude before puberty. That's a thing that happened. You did. Yeah. And so he got, and that's, actors, and that's what he says. He's like, I'm not on steroids. I just like I gained weight and went through puberty. I got, I got older. I was, a, you know, a guy. So he got, you know, and then his career kind of, you know, veered off. Obviously, yeah. he wasn't, you know, well, he's associated with Mike that Tyson guy man. anymore. He probably yeah. acted as a speech therapist. Yeah, he and got, folks were like, Nah, we don't want no part of it. <laughs> he got, he got involved. So yeah, and now uh, here's a story of him. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 he got yeah. he, he assaulted his his neighbor. His right? neighbor, yeah. yeah. The story we're talking about is um, Anthony Michael Hall, um, former SNL star, former star of uh, TV shows such as um, The Dead Zone, which actually was a good show. Mm-hmm. You know, huh. um, not a bad movie too. And yeah. you know, several classic '80s movies, uh, a few '90s movies. He did. Uh, I remember the last one of the last things I saw him in was like Freddie Got Fingered. You remember? <laughs> that? Yeah, he was. He was the. Uh, yes. the he, he was the guy. He was the he guy was the in the. Uh, that, yeah. He was the guy in the uh, in the horse costume that got the hand job. Is yeah. that what's going on? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that movie's that movie's ridiculous. Of dude. course you, it is. You, yeah, you, but he was in it. That, that like, put that <laughs> you hammered us. Tom Green into like the minds of an entire generation. Man, <laughs> that's a daggone shame. It you is, know, you know what's messed up? Why is he like the most intelligent, one of the most intelligent, politically minded dudes <laughs> I've ever heard interviewed? <laughs> because it, it's it's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this interview with Tom Green. He's gonna talk about why he's you know sucking on the cows that are in a, in a China shop, and then he's like, and so really the political system of Canada really took a downturn when the prime minister of like, what the fuck, what? what? Yeah. Who, huh? And it was the same dude. And I'm like, how do you go from this like intelligent dude, like Ben Stein well, level a lot of political of, a lot knowledge? Of people like that, like Bobcat Goldthwait, is not like Aah! all the time. You know what I mean? Was, well, yeah, but this is a guy known for like eating mealworms hey, listen, and wearing man. tutus right. on camera. I mean, yo, listen, Asia Carrera is immensa. Mm. Raven, yes. the wrestler, is immense. I love so both people, of those. These people, these, both of these people are geniuses. So you got a pro wrestler mm. and a retired porn star. Yeah. You know, the, who are clearly geniuses. So I'm not, I'm not surprised about yeah, Tom Green know, whatsoever. Got to uh, make a living, right? It's, it's Absolutely. Still, but that's still some hardcore left Being smart field don't pay. All, yeah. yeah, for real. You, you know what? You know what? Y'all are right, and I, j- I just realized the irony that I'm like, I can't believe this. When I just like five minutes ago was talking about how actors did things just. To, gen- to generally survive <laughs> as actors. Now I'm chastising this dude. I, 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 love, I, love, I love how you self-regulate yourself on that there one. Thanks, go. P. I yeah. have to, man. But you know, so by the, example. So the story of this, too. He, <laughs> so right. he got... Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep cutting it off. Anthony Michael Hall is reportedly facing up to seven years in prison um, after being charged with a felony battery. Now, the Breakfast Club actor... It is. It is. Um, dude, well, I mean, stuff happens. But this dude, um, yes. he allegedly broke his neighbor's wrist and injured his back. 
uh, during a heated altercation hey, outside their then? condo. That's oh, a no, fight. No, he roughed him up. That's a fight. Well, like, that's, that's those man, steroids Anthony work, Michael Hall, what my like? Come on, man. I'm not, I'm not years, telling bro. anybody yeah. about that. Yo. I'm really not the dude from Weird Science. Be I'm good. He had a bra on his head. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You see that guy with the bra on his head? He whooped me, broke my back and my wrist. Hey, man. He handled those um the the mutants proper. Plus, you know, they broke up his party. He said, "You gonna take your stank ass friends and get out of here." You can, or you can stay. He's like, he's like, you can, uh, you can, you can leave, or whap, gun in the face. You can stay and die. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to mess with skinny dude. You know, uh, 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 curly, curly blonde hair, blonde hair kid. He, he gonna, he gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that the neighbor probably didn't need, need any money either because he's a, his neighbor. I'm sure yeah. like it's a pretty nice neighbor. In, in like, you know, in like, in like a Hollywood condo. Yeah, um, so. I don't well, know, man. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave that right there. Well, no. Dig, dig, dig this, um, <laughs> finish, finish the story. This is hilarious. All right. Uh, at the time, the neighbor claimed uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Anthony Michael Hall was ripping up plants in the common area of the apartment complex. Charlie Murphy and the. And when confronted mm-hmm. to stop, Hall allegedly responded with an obscenity and then challenged the man to a fight. <laughs> The neighbor declined, and then Hall proceeded to beat the holy hell out of him. I gave you an option to fight back. The cops were subsequently called. I could just see Hall say, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. These plants! Like, yeah, stomping them out. Too. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 snake skin boots. Was he at it? He was, like, in his house, too? He's, like, at the neighbor's house ripping his plants no, out? No, no, like, but the, the common area. Dad. So how do you come up to stuff? First of all, what possesses you it. to just roll up in, like, the your building's courtyard? So you don't rip forget you, these azaleas. How yeah. dare you plant them? Right? So, yeah, yeah, no, for yeah. me, is what causes you to think you have the right to stop somebody from doing that? Mm. I'm just saying, if I live in this common area and I see you tearing it up, I'm like, you know what? Apparently, Pac got something going on. I'm yeah. going to turn it back to my apartment. I'm I'm going to stop you from destroying the common area. That's not my call. They they both are wrong a little bit. Here we have one of the put-upon actor just expressing his privilege. And then suddenly, <laughs> I don't know what caused this. What Probably like this? seriously into horticulture and like gardening, and it was just like um, properly like layout. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. so he I'm was just there's some weeds there. He was Little do you know, he took it really seriously. Well, I'm mm-hmm. reminded of an episode of Will and Grace where they tried to plant a um, <laughs> they tried to plant a uh, some potato- some tomatoes and stuff in a community garden, mm-hmm. and for no reason at all, this dude who's like the next plot over is really hardcore about his quote unquote prize winning lettuce to the point where don't. Have have your ugly gnome blocking the light of my prize-winning lettuce. Like, who the hell for you, man? Someone gonna get... Mm-hmm. And that's when I think Hall may have snapped. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He probably, <laughs> love probably, your, probably, I love probably. your Will and Grace references, too, when they oh, happen. Thank you, thank they you very happen. much. Thank yeah. you. Um, it's, it's what I do. It's the least I can do as a black man representing, <laughs> right. you know, for Will and Grace. Yeah. Blackest sitcom ever. It's perfect. Yeah, I think. I think. I think. Every time I think of Willow Grace, I always think of freaking Clayton Bigsby. I'm sorry. Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I try to remember the exact line. I got it, brother. He said, "If you don't like Willow Grace, let it out. There's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with Will." Dave Chappelle's a clown. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. Just the lo- came the, out of left field. No, it's okay. The lovable hatred of Clayton Bigsby aside. Um, Anthony Michael Hall is now facing up to seven years in prison. You may be thinking seven years is a little extreme for a simple assault and battery charge. Well, it is. Uh, um, there's some other factors that they're keeping private from the public. Uh, so I'm Probably thinking maybe this, him or something. Yeah, yeah right. something like that. Or he was on a substance yeah. and things. And maybe like a PR level would allow them to block that, but not the actual ass whooping. 
So I'm um, just saying, and around the way, man, you fight, you fight, you you mm. take your take your butt whooping like a man, keep a trucking, yeah. like for you to be like, oh, he hurt me, my back hurt, my wrist hurt. I mean, you <laughs> <laughs> mean like, he, like, he was like, oh, my back, my neck, my back and my neck. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, why? I'm sued. <laughs> Michael Hall was like, no, hey, if you don't pluck this geranium, we have a problem. This is not an option. <laughs> All right, he should so. just walk away, but he said he challenged you to a fight. I'm like, nope. I'm rolled yeah. out. I mean, especially if he's caught diesel. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I feel like what happened was he challenged him to a fight. You're like, all right, sure, Rusty. What you gonna do? <laughs> and then, uh, and then he caught them hands. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 was, it was a bad situation from beginning to end. He forgot about. He forgot about Dre. Apparently, mm. um, forgot about Hall. <laughs> All right, I got no more references, yo. But Anthony and Michael Hall facing serious jail time. Read up on the story, cause mm-hmm. man, I want to know where this goes for real. All right, so we've spent far too much time on that. I got to check out a comic uh, entitled Androids, but newly released sci-fi book set in the distant future where apparently mankind can no longer reproduce. Hmm. Uh, Diseases have been eliminated. Uh, Aging has been eliminated. But that's been eliminated by necessity because mankind has been rendered infertile. So people can't have babies anymore. People can't reproduce. People are getting down left and right, um, but all disease is gone. Consequences are gone, but also generally it's one generation that has existed for 500 some odd years. Uh, mm. Dude, it's an interesting concept. Um, I come to find the book itself is more about like interpersonal politics, not just among people, uh, among people that are tired of living and among the AIs, the uh, sentient intelligences that people have uh, injected into society to help. So we're at a point in society where we have uh, the robot servants. We have the, uh, you know, the android sidekicks and things we always wanted, but they're also sentient beings. And they're like, yeah, you made us. Thanks. That was a long time ago. We don't like you now. All right. You, you, you humans are kind of dicks. We do our own thing, <laughs> you know. And there's that, and there's, like, still crime. You know, there's a, a finite number of people on the planet now. Everyone's staying themselves with these pills. And, you know, people still get killed. People still, you know, steal. People still, like, rip stuff off. Because just because folks live longer now and quality of life improves doesn't mean you can necessarily change human nature. That was a really uh, interesting uh, point of view the book took. And, I mean, I kind of expected it from the description, but I like the way they played it out in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I would really like to see more set in this universe. I'd really yeah. like to read more by this author. It wasn't the greatest book I ever read, but mostly because I've read a lot of sci-fi and a lot of futuristic stuff, retro-futuristic stuff even. And I enjoyed different types. And this was mostly a straightforward story that was just well-written. You know, this didn't throw me any odd curves, and there wasn't any particular genres that I personally find specifically, like, you know, extra, extra, extra interesting. Mm-hmm. But this was a good read. It was, the artwork was beautiful. Like, this was on some, do you remember uh, Total Recall? Who directed it? Yeah. Uh, uh, Verhoeven. Okay, thank you. Uh, Paul Verhoeven, do you remember uh, we did that piece on when they released his original designs? Yeah. For Total Recall? Yeah, it was yeah, on that yeah. level where, like, it's oh, wow. set in the future, and these futuristic buildings aren't like we'd think, oh, it's like a regular office building. It's these huge, huge pyramid-style uh, cavernous, you know, uh, uh, play- it, it, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful artwork. And um, a little busy for this kind of book because the story's complex and the art's complex, so and little, one of those uh, should have been simplified yeah, to make okay. it easier to process. Yeah, yeah, a little bit too much for you. A little yeah. convoluted, it sounds like. A l- little bit, but you know what? That didn't ruin it for me. That just made that just made me have to focus a little more, which or re itself, uh, reread it, you know, every once in a while, I like, go back and check out a few pages again. I might, I, might, like I, might, I might do that just because I, I brought up a picture here. I don't know if the 
camera can see that. Probably not. I think it's too small on my phone. Yeah, it's definitely small. Um, but it's just, but like a lot of just like really beautiful. I'll take visuals. a look though. Any yeah. uh, I will do. Just give me a second. Uh, just, yeah. The book is by um, uh, Jean Luc Istin. Uh, Jean Luc and last name is I S T I N. So I highly recommend anyone check it out. Um, the art is by Judas Milan. Okay, it's French. Okay, the book is about French people, man. I feel bad because I'm Haitian. Yeah, yeah. I should, be able, sure these, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I should be able to pronounce these <laughs> things, but I'm like, this dude's throwing me like five continents in a row. I'm like, come on, man. Help me help you. You know? Give me a U. Yeah. yeah but, but <laughs> Android's Resurrection um, by uh, Jean-Luc Estin. And I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful book. It's a good story about a futuristic society. Very interesting turn to take it. I won't ruin anything for you. But the, 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 the plot is solid. Um, and also the concept of blue pills saving uh, the future. Kind of. Just uh, amuse, the, amuse the hell out of me. Pills save the future. Yeah, yep. sure. But I'm not the only one that got to check out something cool. Uh, Adam Willis. This yes. man got to see the latest project by Casey Affleck himself, Boston's own. Yeah, man. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. This was probably one of the better movies I've seen in years. Okay. It's easily the best movie I've seen this year, and if I see something better, uh, I will be you know very surprised. But you know, by all means, bring it on. Yeah. It's funny because it's a movie I can talk about for for days, but I don't want to spoil too much of it. And it, it's good to go in you know knowing a little bit about it, but like let the movie kind of reveal itself to you. Well, um, give us a taste, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know the plot basically. Uh, Adam Wolf says the first taste is free. Yeah. Uh, Affleck is he's a janitor basically in Quincy. He runs like a couple buildings. You know, he's kind of the handyman around there. And then he gets a, a call that his his brother Joe uh, has passed away. You find out that Joe has a, a heart condition that only gave him about ten to fifteen years to live when he was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And so, upon getting the call, he returns back to Manchester, um, where he's from, and he's now forced to. Uh, kind of settled the business of his brother's death, and then he finds out that he has been made the guardian of his nephew, his 16-year-old nephew, that Mind his brother that. left behind. So I, I, I leave a son in a will. Well, it's because it has no. He was a single father, <clears throat> and it kind of leaves the guardianship up. He wants you know his brother to be the one that look after him. You know what I mean? It's not like hey, I inherited him, but it's like here he's. It can be your responsibility now. Damn. Um, yeah, wow. so this is uh, directed by Kenneth Lonergan. He's a, such a fantastic director. He uh, kind of came out on the scene in the 90s with uh, You Can Count On Me. Mm -hmm. um, and then he did this movie called Margaret, which is uh, – it took six years for this movie to come out because the studio sat on it, and then they released this butchered copy of this movie. And it was, like, absolutely, you know, devastating for him. He's a, you know, playwright-turned-director. And 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 this movie, it's – it's so intense, but very, not like in a grandstanding way, very subtle. It's about you know, these quiet moments when you're dealing with devastation. It's like, that. what do you do with your hands while you're waiting for them to unzip the bag to look at your dead brother? It's about like that awkward um, elevator ride down to the morgue, you know what I mean, between you and the doctor and what you say and mostly what you don't say. Mm -hmm. um, the performances in this movie are so fantastic. It's, uh, it's basically a ghost story. But with a man who's still alive, you know what I mean? It's about sometimes things are so devastating. And I'm not just talking about the brother's death, but just the, the life in general, what drove him out of Manchester. You, you come to find out that's one of the pleasures um, of the film. But it's about, yeah, a ghost story about, a you know, some things are so devastating and so, you know, tragic that you can't come back from it. I'd like to say that every movie wraps up in some, 
you know, very happy way and everything kind of works out in the end and he becomes this like a uh, stand in for his father. But that's not the way life is. Sometimes you can't get over things. Sometimes well, no, you're just yeah, so like, just have like a um, let's have like a throw you a curve where it's like you find out uh, back in Manchester, this dude was like a struggling rapper. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, I imagine. Uh, yeah, no. Not, I mean, you do find out ab- uh, about him, and it's just it's just one very heavy, uh, you know, emotional crisis after the other, and it's just like a broken, beaten down man trying to get on with his life. Some t- and, his, and and what's unique about his situation now with going going back and dealing with his brother's death is he's forced to deal with the future and he's a can't escape his past you know what i'm saying like he's he has to kind of set things up because now he's in charge with a life and he has to deal with the people that he's you know ran from in the first place so he's forced to like do stuff for the future but like he's so broken down by what has happened to him that like he's just a shell of himself and it's 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 it is but it's it's peppered every once in a while with like really it's very funny in a way like you know what i mean you say like <laughs> nothing the way you, you just said <laughs> no, but i'm gonna tell you what's funny about it it's, right. it's it, like i said it's peppered with you know like these what you say in these devastating moments and how you get on with them and it's just like it's it's a new england movie it's sometimes how you when you express uh express your feelings for somebody you do it with like swearing at them opposed to like mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a movie full of people that you see at the uh, the supermarket you know what i mean it's like every actor somebody that you can recognize they get the accents down they you know they look like someone you know they they act like people you know and like when these moments come up, these devastating moments or these happy moments, it's not like they don't oversell it. You know what I mean? It's not like you know, there's no grandstanding. Like I said, there's not anybody on a soapbox, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very subtle. It's a very humbling movie, and it's it's like I said, it's probably the best movie I've seen in in, in years. Absolutely. Cool. I heard this may have been up for an Oscar. Like it's that. Deep. It should be. It's 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 a hundred percent, man. This movie is this movie is great. It, the the performances are set are fantastic. Casey Affleck, Michelle Williams, Kyle Chandler, uh, the new kid, uh, Lucas Hedges. I think this is his first uh, film. I think he was cast in the movie when he was in high school, mm-hmm. and he plays the sixteen year old son, of course. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's and it's about people the way you 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 cope. You know, sometimes it's the way you don't cope. You know, it's 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 everyone can have something in this movie they can they can relate to. You know what I mean? So I I really hope people check it out, and I really hope you know you you, you feel something because it's 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 a great movie. I'm with that. I like it. Manchester by the Sea. Manchester um, by the Sea. Yes. Uh, Kenneth by and starring. Yeah, Damon, producer Matt Damon? Matt Damon produced it. Kenneth Lonergan uh, wrote and directed this movie. So, ah, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I think the story was uh, Matt Damon wanted to star in this movie, mm-hmm. and what's going around is like uh, Kenneth Lonergan wrote it. He liked it so much that Casey Affleck was like, "I really need to do this movie." So they kind of made it without them knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after it was made, they're like, "Yeah, sorry, guy." He's there so they can throw the Affleck Damon uh, name up there, and they're like, "Oh, really? Ben Affleck working Matt Damon?" Mm. Wrong Affleck. Yeah, why don't you why don't you go ahead and buy that <laughs> ticket back. and then yeah, we'll yeah. we'll finish that statement. Yeah, right. All right. Um, I mean, Damon's doing all the press the... for it, though. From what I see, yep. Damon's doing yeah, a yeah. lot of press he, for it. Yeah, he's been out there for sure. I mean, he's definitely pushing it. Like he, you know, was really behind this movie because he, he should be. It's 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 great. It really is. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Manchester by the sea. By the it's sea. It's like a seafood restaurant. Really? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see you with some popcorn shrimp. Yeah. All right. So, well, thank you. And uh, Jay, yes, you got to check out a uh, a book, The Swerve. 
Yes, or Swerve. Uh, the sw oh, sorry, just Swerve. Just Swerve. All right. So this actually came out a couple years ago, but the reason why it's relevant is because they just recently dropped a trade copy of this with um, all six issues in it. Mm. And it's relevant because it's pro wrestling, and pro wrestling's on a high now in terms of everybody tuning in and watching and trying to figure out all the stuff in between. So yeah, Melissa nice. Joan Hart all over the sun. Uh. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, you're a mess. <laughs> um, hey, don't know. Hey, like Clarissa. Clarissa's. She's yeah. fine back in the day, boy. Mm -hmm. But let's get back to the topic of pro wrestling. All right, so little blurb. Set in San Antonio, Texas, way back in 1976, before the big razzle-dazzle days of the WWF in the 1980s, a crime syndicate has shut up, set up shop using the league as a front to launder drugs and prostitution money, with some of their toughest enforcers doubling as star wrestlers. Enter our hero, Eric Layton, an ex-football player, with a bum knee turned college dropout who's desperate for cash for his cancer-stricken mother. With the promise of more cash dangling in front of him, he quickly discovers that the real money in his line of work is to get mixed in with the shadier aspects of the league. So this is written by John Judy and Dexter Wee. Wee's really known for doing a lot of um, doing a lot of um, artistry, a lot of the drawing. Mm -hmm. However, he's actually part of the concept of this. And ultimately, this was written um, as a means to try to jump off the... Um, off the platform of the wrestler off beyond the mat and those sort of movies to say hey we could take the story of what happens in pro wrestling and place it in graphic novel form or comic form ultimately graphic novel form mm -hmm. and it did a great job because it does go behind the scenes of what the indie scene looked like um in the 70s especially down in texas so it opens up describing what a swerve is so the scene i'll tell you the first part of the first part of the first ep um episode or um Edition, mm -hmm. and for you to then turn around, and go see it yourself, because I mean it's a great piece. It opens up with um, with a guy with the hood on his head, um, ultimately with thugs around him, um, and then major promoter holding him hostage, trying to explain to him what a swerve is. And I'm just going to tell you what a swerve is based upon his description. Yeah. So he highlights uh, for those of you who not, who who tune in, you should know. If you're a pro wrestling fan, what a swerve is. For those of you yep. who are still new to it, that's what I've seen Rick Rude's, Rick, Rick, Rick Rude's uh, signature move. You know, it's all in the hips. Yeah. <laughs> know about that swerve, also known as the swivel. <laughs> with with, the, look picture, like, look with, like with a, the picture of your lady on his pants, which is adding <laughs> insult to injury. <laughs> Rude was the man. R.I.P. Rude. Um, so he highlights this tag team, right? And it's funny, is because you can see this playing now currently in WWE. Um, they have this tag team, a good guy and a bad guy who were forced to be put together this tag team. Mm -hmm. And they're constantly fighting, and you figure, okay, at some point, they're going to fail. For some reason, to get a tag team title match. You figure, it, oh, well, they're going to fail because these guys can't even get along in a ring. First swerve, they win the belts. You're like, oh, wow, did not see that coming. That's the first swerve. Second swerve, as they're holding up the belt to celebrate, one guy hits the other guy in the face and turns <laughs> with him with the belt. Yeah. Second swerve. Third swerve, the good guy does it. So it's like that's what the swerves are. It's like these things that you know it is something that's going to give, but it goes the complete opposite direction of what you expected it to give. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, that's what it, that's ultimately how the book um, lags out. Um, so he has the gun to this guy's head. He's explaining to him, you know, I run this territory. This young buck wants to come here, try to undercut me by taking control of all the actual facilities where I run my business out of. So the swerve that I did to you, punk kid, was that I befriended you and took you in, ultimately just to stick you up to take it. And the guy got the hood and said, was like, yeah, I know exactly what a swerve is. Ironically enough, I just swerved you. And um, next, you know, all the guys with thugs points the guns at the guys who hold the guy, the main promoter guy, say, I'm swerving you because you have not paid these guys. You're not taking care of these guys at all. So it's really interesting how the book opens up with this, this definition of what a swerve is. See, that's kind of scary, though, because from that description and then that turnaround, mm -hmm. what I get is like the um, 
of the old wrestling, the old comics in general, mm-hmm. uh, 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 trope of we're going to take characters who would never be in this situation mm-hmm. and put them in this situation. That mm-hmm. sounds like uh, like you know mafia henchmen turning on the boss, except in this situation for no reason at all. He's in a hood and like wrestling trunks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And all these henchmen who wouldn't normally be you know following a dude who's just in a hood and trunks out in like the day-to-day world because that would seem like a crazy person no what i mean like a hood and trunks would be like they kidnapped him and threw a hood in his head okay all like right, like so he's they, like he's in a warehouse with a hood on his head because they just kidnapped this guy okay all right because i was getting a very corny image nah. of like now we gotta rescue the claw from no, no 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 this is this is all the behind the scenes stuff this is bef- this is even independent of the lead character here okay so this is just the promoters going up against the the young kid who took over his business all right so what so, i'm hearing is like kidnapping and racketeering it sounds just like the biography of vince mcmahon that's that's what in, some, in some ways it really could <laughs> pretty be. much it's one of those of art imitates life sort of thing so it's interesting i mean it opens up with the scene with this young buck um gets his first match and he gets beat up pretty bad he gets they they, they stiff punch him mm-hmm. so he's really getting hit in the match um so it just it's interesting because it just shows you the trajectory of a young wrestler starting out that it's not all glamorous it's not all beautiful and pretty there are times when you just got to eat it you, you got to eat a veteran beating you up you got to eat um not getting paid because he's thinking hey i'm gonna get paid today he's like no you're not all you do is cut a promo you're not getting paid so yeah. it's that sort of thing overall it's a great piece of work if you like the graphics the graphics are gorgeous they're beautiful and if you just like pro wrestling and you're like you can't get enough of it or you just want to intro to pro wrestling i strongly suggest checking out this comic it's on comiXology um you can check it out at newberry comics or any other comic book realtors they have it there in a trade paperback format so it's easier for you to be able to carry i strongly suggest it's a winner if you are a pro wrestling fan get this all right cool swerve check out swerve Sounds like a like lean or something like that. Something you drink or something. <laughs> Perhaps somebody's guys are on lean. Yeah. See, I, I, keep th- I keep thinking swirl when you say it, and I'm like, yo, I kind of want to, you know, hit up a frosty from Wendy's. Now. Just, you know. <laughs> all right, okay, but no, that is not all. Adam, you got to check out yet another picture. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. this one I've heard a lot about. I kind of want to get your your uh, your expert. Yeah, the movie uh, Loving, writer director uh, Jeff Nichols. Jeff Nichols, I reviewed one of his films that came out this year already called Midnight Special. Mm-hmm. That happened. Uh, he's also the director of uh, movies uh, Mud and one of my favorites, uh, Take Shelter. Mm. Uh, they all kind of star Michael Shannon. He's a mm-hmm. freaking collaborator with him. So, um, yeah, it stars Ruth Nega, Joel Edgerton, Nega. Nick Kroll. She's Krull. up there with Ambi Davis, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so this follows uh, Mildred and Richard Loving. This is a story in 19, set in 1950s Virginia, oh, yeah. where they uh, it's an interra- interracial couple. They mm-hmm. they are from Virginia and they get married in D.C. because it's illegal. And then um, somebody says something and the cops all of a sudden show up and they put her in jail. They put them both in jail. He makes bail and then they basically are told not to be around each other. That that it's illegal. That they can't do it. So See, they this they, tripped me up because that wasn't illegal to give them to like basically make it make their relationship which was recognized was recognized in other states yeah mm-hmm. not not in, in virginia, virginia right not in virginia yeah so Dude. they they go back to virginia and resume you know living with each other i think mm-hmm. she, uh, she was just found out she was pregnant um he wants to build this house for her so they, they're gonna start doing that they're gonna start their life you know they just got married you know they're happy people um and then How they dare got, you not live in yes, sin? You're going to jail. Like, yeah, what? so they got caught again, and then they were uh, they were brought in front of the judge, and uh, the way the lawyer said, he's like, this is the only thing they can do. This is the way, the best way I can work it out is that you plead guilty, um, and then instead of doing jail time, you are just going to be forced to leave the state of Virginia for 25 years. Jeez, you know, so they're forced. To, so they move up to D.C. 
and stay with uh, some family and everything like that. And then they start, you know, they start their life there, even though they're very unhappy. Uh, they start, they have, I think they have like three or four or five kids or something like that. So five or six years goes by and... And then uh, she decides to write a letter to uh, Bobby Kennedy at the time, and um, she gets a phone call from the ACLU, uh, and they want to take on her case. And they, they, the lawyers, one played by uh, Nick Kroll, like I said, he plays uh, uh, Bernie Cohen. Uh, he decides to take the case, and he really sees this from the get-go. This is something that we could take in front of the Supreme Court. This could pot- uh, potentially change the Constitution of the United States of America mm. to to abolish this really ridiculous law. It's a, and they decide that every uh, every marriage is you know a constitutional right. It's your right to be married, no matter what. Uh, so the, the, I think the argument against it was the the children. It's like they consider these interracial children bastards and it's it's this very uh a reminder how dark stuff was sometimes you know in this the 50s how horrible it was so, level stuff and they yeah. talk about they introduced children in the story yeah and all this was like this is this isn't it's not a, it's not a traditional story from from my understanding i didn't see the movie but it's not a traditional uh but you did it's not a traditional story of just racism in a no society. no and, and that's because i wasn't really up for that either it's no one coming out like you're on this you know it's it's people mm-hmm. like screaming and they have to deal with violence and stuff like that it was just a a systemic thing like this wasn't allowed and they were they you know at first went along with it because they you know they're very you know simple people they're like country folks and just didn't want to they didn't want to be one of the the themes of his uh, Joel Edgerton is is scared. He doesn't want to be in front of the camera. He's really just a shy guy, you know. Just wants to go to work, do his job, love his wife, and so like all this is like all the cameras and all the the attention they started getting from it when they decide to take the case uh, uh, serious is uh, it was a, came as a big shock to them. Um, some of it. Uh, the good thing they did in the film was the way they kind of film it, and when they actually moved to uh, to DC. Yeah, they kind of narrow the uh, the scope of it. They kind of do these really tighter shots. It's kind of more of like a gray uh, mm. lens filter, you know what I mean, to show kind of like how everything's confined and claustrophobic. The so when they get all. yeah, and then the way they get back out to Virginia, the country is like these wide angle shots of like the countryside, and it's all full of color. It's very mm. beautiful. Tourism ad for Virginia. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's but real. it's just showing you know, like with like with, with with racism. Yeah. So it's like they <laughs> did get that money. Somehow. They really yeah. wanted to go back to the country. That's where the family were. And they they wanted to raise their kids there. I think, uh, you know, raising five kids in a small house and they, the kids could play in the street. One of them hits, gets hit by a car, doesn't kill him, but he, you know, it's like they just can't be the people they they want to raise the family like. So, uh, Wait, was this like, this was part of the plot as like an act of hate that they hit? No, the no, no, no. It wasn't hit, by, like the kid was running out to the street and got hit by a car and it was just showing and that was one of the final straws for, uh, for Mildred. To be like, we need to get out of it. We need to go to the country. We need, like, our kids need to be able to run in the grass. There's no place for them to play. Oh, so that was in D.C. when he got hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it was, like I said, it was, like, confined. Like, it was, like, all part of that claustrophobic Uh, feel. I was like, come to Virginia. We have wide open spaces and hit and runs. Yeah, so. Uh, But, yeah, this was. airborne children. This was uh, another one of those movies. Like, uh, it's dealing with some really big issues, some really, uh, you know, big things. Obviously, this changed the Constitution because they when they won, uh, but it doesn't really treat it that way. There's no big speeches. There's no. I think it's just a, a very straightforward. It's it's uh, it tells it in a very simple way, mm-hmm. which is really good. You know what I mean? It's not like one of those like Oscar bait movies where there's like a big speech and there's drool and snot and tears and stuff like that. <laughs> just, I, I kind of feel like that'd be a detriment us, us not free. taking that opportunity because this would def- this is definitely that kind of story. 
Yeah, but it would it would have disserviced the the story absolutely. You know what I mean? I think like because you understand these people like like Mildred and Richard Loving, they're like simple country people that didn't want any business. They're not in the they're not the ones that are going to stand in front of a jury and make a giant speech about whatever. He's like, I just love my wife. Just and tell think, him I'll just like he didn't want to even go to court. He's like, just tell him I'll we won't do anything wrong. Like tell him we're mind our own business, and that's what it was all about. And I mean that's one of the things that actually scares me about seeing the movie specifically because of that because it's so emotional you you yeah. come in you come in at a level of like hey i love my wife too and immediately you're brought in based purely on emotion yeah and that's the part that that will be hard for me to see it i know at some point i will see it because i know it's a beautiful story but i know me it's, it's gonna unlock something that's deep yeah. in me well, to be able to see that this man is struggling and these people who actually just want to beat each other these like yeah. it's simple folk who well, just the good thing is, i mean they didn't it's like now they they brought them apart, you know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. trying to, but it's like these people just moved and they were still together. And it was mm -hmm. just like we still, what's missing is like being able to live our lives freely exactly. where we want to be, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can be here, but you have to like imagine like, hey, you can be friends with that person. We just got to live in this this state against your will. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. 25 years, you have to, you know, be out of your home state where you grew up your entire life, where you know everybody mm -hmm. just because you got married. It's a pretty mm -hmm. ridiculous thing. So yeah, this was obviously a... Uh, a movie that kind of uh, had that message where like just uh, highlighting how ridiculous it was and like the struggle to to get it there you know I mean it almost didn't happen but then uh, a couple of smart lawyers really saw the, the opportunity to be like like I said they knew from the beginning they didn't take it just because like it was you know being the AC, ACLU that it was like a, a just cause even though of course it was but they're like this is really could be the case from the beginning to go in front of the Supreme Court to argue this in front of the Supreme Court to abolish this law. They, mm -hmm. they saw it as historic right from the beginning, and so that's why they pursued it so hard. And it, it's 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 a very interesting story, and I'm, I'm glad I, I uh, saw it. And and yeah, it was it was great performance as well. Joel Edgerton, Ruth, Ruth Nega was doing a lot of stuff. She was been uh, mm -hmm. in the show uh, Preacher now, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, she's Preacher. Most recently on Preacher. She yeah. was Tulip. She was on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while. Yeah. yeah she's, doing, uh, she's doing big stuff now too. So that's yeah. Awesome. And Nick Kroll, of course, in a non-comedic role. He's kind of plays yeah, this, that's this, that's this that's Jewish that's lawyer. That, that, that for yeah. me for a second. You said right. Nick Kroll was like, hold the same. Yeah. 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 He plays it straight, but it's it's good. Michael Shannon is, of course, in this too. He plays like a Life magazine photographer. Uh, who, hey, know, Michael Shannon in a non-psychotic role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he can do anything. I think he can play the shark in Jaws. That guy. Uh, so yeah, this was uh, another one of the uh, great movies. It's playing at Coolidge, playing all over right now. So if you get the chance, definitely check it out. All right, cool. Awesome. I would say Missy Manchester by the Sea first, to be honest with you. So. Mm, Manchester is, and then Loving. Yeah, and then go, and then I don't go, know whatever. Go, I don't go find yeah, someone to give a hug to. Yeah, exactly. These, yeah, I feel like those. Yeah, I saw these like back-to-back days. Like I need. Take a break. You, you know? do took a break in between, We're right? We're gonna go watch yeah. Son in Law or something. So, yeah. <laughs> Adam just had the saddest Saturday ever. <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, gonna watch Son in Law or some Polly Shore crap. You know? <laughs> sure what I need. Well, I mean, if anything's gonna be snuff for the Oscar. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. All Esau. right. All right. No, I think that's as much as I could take. This has been the Geek Down <laughs> here on WEMF Radio. Want to thank you all for listening in. Another action pack, not necessarily fun filled episode, but definitely one that'll teach you something. Um, I have been Pat B. On the side, I want to give a pound of my homeboy, Black Adam Willis. Yes, yeah, sir. Good to I'm, see you, my friend. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, I want to thank J.M. the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. And just Johnny. You. And, of course, DJ Herbie Herb. And, last but not least, 
you lovely listeners and viewers. If you were watching us, you could catch us on. If you're watching us, you saw us on Twitch and our lovely faces. If you didn't, however, you can catch us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown next week or in any other of the uh, media formats because we're all over the place on SoundCloud slash geekdown. On iTunes, just look up geekdown. On YouTube slash thegeekdown. <sighs> Sorry, it winded is a lot. But Instagram slash the geek down. You want to see our lovely pictures and our escapades all over the sucker. And if you go to WEMFradio.com and check out the geek down show page on the bio there, there's links to all the social media. So you can check us out for yourself. And as always, you can hear us right here on WEMFradio.com every Monday night at 9 p.m. We'll be back next week to bring you more of the good stuff. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, you all be excellent to each other. Peace.